Do you feel politically homeless? Lost in the chaos of modern politics? Not sure who to believe? Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. Democrats call him a Republican. Republicans call him a socialist. He is Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. Welcome. Welcome to the Man in the Middle podcast, season three. I'm Stephen Reynolds, your host, recording today from the historic WGNS studios located in the heart of the great volunteer state, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Well, it's August the 12th, 2021. Uh, We have no special guest today on the podcast. My producer, Dalton Barrett, who does such a great job with this podcast, is going to chime in. I asked him to sit in on a couple of things. Dalton, I hope you're ready. I'm never ready, but I'm excited. Okay, so this is what's going to floor you, Dalton. Believe it or not, Governor Bill Lee and I agree on something. I am shocked. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the one thing that I have found. Uh, The Governor Lee, great state of Tennessee, has decided to increase the required credits for civics to receive a diploma in the state of Tennessee. Or he's going to try to. It's not official yet, but he's going okay. to. Okay. So there. So I think right now, half a credit. It used to be. My gosh, I graduated high school thirty something years ago. We had to have a half a semester semester of civics. I think that's right. I have no idea. So I think I just graduated two years ago, and I don't know. So I think they're going to or, try to increase oh, that now. Or at least he's talking a lot about civics education with our, especially our middle schoolers and our high schoolers. And I really couldn't agree more with him, Dalton. And, and you know, in order for and, – and let's just define what civics means, right? It's the study of the rights and the duties of citizenship. That's the formal definition of civics, okay? In order for a republic or Western-style democracy to exist, there has to be – civilized people basically right we have to behave in a civilized way a lot of people know that um when they when they do receive their civics education in public school here in tennessee there's a lot of folks that are very familiar with things like the bill of rights in the constitution that is true that's true yeah you hear it every day i know my rights there's the song the um it's the um, from Schoolhouse Rock, and I can't remember which one it is, but there's one on the Bill of Rights. And oh, that's yeah. what I remember. That's uh, my education. That's absolutely. The freedom of the press, freedom of religion, freedom of speech. And here's the big one that's going on right now, Dalton. The freedom to protest and redress the government for grievances. Yes. So there's a lot of grievances out there going on right now. Yeah. Is that not normal? Is that is that different? There's always well, grievances, yeah. <laughs> but you know, so what folks focus on, a lot of public education is the constitution, the bill of rights and what it means as an individual, but what they don't focus on are the duties part of civics. And and so what you get is a lot of people show up to a public meeting and they have no idea how it works. You have a lot of elected officials, uh, especially elected for the first time. That's why you go to a public meeting. You'll typically see the person that's called the parliamentarian. 
that is in those meetings. And the parliamentarian's job is to make sure that the meeting is legal and follows an order. And typically that's called Robert's Rules of Order. Correct. And so a lot of people aren't familiar with Robert's Rules of Order. They'll just show up to a public meeting, public meeting and think that they can just say whatever they want at any time. And Theoretically, that, they they can, but they can. You, I mean, chances are you'll get kicked out, right? Is that is that as somebody who's a layman to this, like yes. you theoretically could go in there and say what you want, but nobody's going to listen to what you have to say. That's right. So this is why I wanted you on, Dalton. Have you ever been in church and heard someone or, and someone disagree with the preacher and start yelling or their discontent with the preacher in the middle of a sermon? I have actually been to a church meeting. Where this has happened, okay, and um, the 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 pastor who was at the church at the time was trying to conduct the meeting based off of Robert's rules of Robert's order. Robert's rules of order, and yep. the church members who were upset were yep. not willing to participate in that, and it just kind of the whole thing was a big mess. Turns so into chaos. It, it, it was just a, a jumbled mess. Nobody learned anything. Nobody left the meeting smarter than they came in, and it was just it was just a mess. It wasted everyone's time. So that's part of the duties part is understanding the process of how these meetings are conducted. And I've got a feeling, Dalton, that we're about to have some heated meetings here in Rutherford County. We've had a few. I've got a feeling that that it's going to get a little bit worse here in the next few days or the next few weeks based on some of the things that I'm seeing. But let me give you some examples of, of things that I've seen from both people who identify on one side or the other. The first example I'd like to give you is right here in Rutherford County. I attended a public works meeting. Um, the chairman there was conducting a, a, it's an open meeting, but there's no comments allowed from the public. It was actually a committee meeting. This was not an open county commission meeting. There was no time set aside for public comments. They don't typically set aside in these meetings. These are uh, meetings that are conducted in order to get their affairs in order in order to present something to the main body and so at this meeting uh, I was sitting there obviously I knew that that I could speak to the commissioners before or after the meeting but uh, not while the meeting was going on and so after this meeting started shortly after a young environmental activist walked into the meeting and this meeting was about the uh, the trash here in, in Rutherford County it was a meeting about the dump and this young activist, obviously an environmentalist, walked into the meeting and within the first two minutes of sitting down, started immediately uh, talking or, or in, a, in a loud voice to the committee that was meeting and telling them, you know, recycling's good. I don't, I don't remember all of the things that, that this person was saying. The chairman of that uh, committee, a uh, fellow named Mike Cush here, the, the Public Works Committee in Rutherford County, very politely looked at the young activist and said, I'm sorry, there is no public comment during this meeting, and uh, could you please refrain? So the young activist either didn't respect what he said or didn't care or didn't understand that in a public meeting like this that you're just not allowed to just blurt out you know anything right same thing in a courtroom what happens in a courtroom dalton if someone blurts out right if someone the judge well yeah the judge shuts that down because i i guess that story kind of up to this point just goes to show you that it doesn't matter how great your your point is if it's not the time to 
to, to share your point, maybe keep it to yourself for a little bit because your opportunity will come up and then you can tell people what it is that you stand for. Um, and I think that probably good rules to live by for, for anything. For anything, right. Uh, and folks out there listening understand why Dalton Barrett's such a bright young man <laughs> because he understands this and gets right to the point. So back to my example, this, this young environmental activist, at the third time that they blurted out, the chairman then got stern with this person and said, listen, I'll have a deputy remove you from the audience if I have to, but you're not allowed to speak while we're conducting this meeting. Long story short, I think the person got the message, was able to sit in through the rest of the meeting. It's funny how when the police get involved, people tend to listen a little better, isn't it? (laughs) They do, they do. And so that is a mild example versus my other example, which is what I witnessed on Tuesday night at the Williamson County School Board meeting. Now, if you're not familiar with this, I, I actually watched it on YouTube. It's all over the national news now. But the school board in Williamson County was meeting on mask mandates for the children. Okay. I'm but, not familiar with this, okay. so um, you should look it up. This will be the first time I hear this. It was a hoot, and, and, and in a bad way, Dalton. Uh, um, anyway, so this lar- uh, a large group of people uh, attended this meeting. They were had an opinion against the mask they didn't want anything to do with the mask and um they basically disrupted this meeting for about four hours the meeting that should have taken maybe an hour and a half went on for almost four hours and then the elected officials when they were ready to leave there was a mob waiting for them outside in the parking lot Now, in order for democracy and and our republic to survive, we have to have order. We cannot conduct the business of the people when there is chaos. And so the reason why I'm talking about all of this is because, like I said, I know there are meetings coming up right here in Rutherford County that are going to happen that are going to get very heated. And what I would plead with the people i don't care what side of the issue you fall on you have every right to to have your own opinion and in the appropriate context and time to express your opinion but please let's not make the news rutherford county like williamson county did well i think it's the age-old conundrum of is anybody really going to listen to you if you're screaming at them, and if, you, if you're trying to make a point, and you want to convince, you, I mean, you catch more flies, yeah. more flies with honey than you do with with vinegar, well, sure right? You do, and that applies here too. I mean, there there, there are rules to to the world. That's as right. much as we, you know, we people are, we are a free country. I, I believe that with my heart. Yes, but there are still rules. We're the that, freest. That's that's right. that's everywhere. Well, yeah. that's there's some lists that debate that. Right. Um. But. It's not an anarchy, right? right. Like we're not, right. we do have, I could walk into McDonald's, jump over the cash register, take off my clothes and start dancing naked. Right. But that's against the law. Like I can right. do that. Yes. I can, I, there's nothing stopping me except for maybe the big guy behind the counter with the big muscles, but I don't need to do that. 
because that exposes myself to people in there who probably shouldn't be seeing me dance naked behind the counter. It puts the, the employees at risk because who knows what I'm doing. There's a cash register there. I could steal the money out of it. There are more risk than just the fun that I would have doing that. Of course. And so you got to understand the, the rules that are there or it's just... It's your duty as a right. citizen to follow the law. Absolutely. You agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think most people do agree with that. And the thing that's so stark about Williamson County... Now, had this happened in a small rural county in Tennessee, i got to be honest with you, I wouldn't be that surprised. Okay? But if you're new to Tennessee, or even if you're not, and maybe you don't know this, but Williamson County, let me give you some demographics about Williamson County. The average median income in Williamson County is twice that of every other county in the state of Tennessee. Whereas it's around $45,000, and Williamson County is about $120,000. So we're talking about prominent, wealthy people. I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. It doesn't. Because I, I, I know a lot of people like that. Yep. And I can see that that sort of mindset. There are. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. You look at celebrities. Okay, and all these scandals come out about celebrities. Some feels like constantly, right? Army Hammers is the one that comes to mind recently. I don't know if you heard about him. He was in The Social Network, and he was in all these different movies. What well, turns out, uh, some people leaked some stuff, uh, some Instagram direct messages about him. Turns out he's into eating people. Oh, my gosh. He's a cannibal. He's a cannibal. No. Oh. And uh, that comes out about him, and everybody's so shocked. Well, when, when you go 20 years, and you're not told no once because you're a big, famous celebrity actor, yes. you tend to think that the rules don't apply to you. Yes. And I think that that happens in all avenues of life not just with celebrities but i think that's why we see that more in those sort of circles than we yes. do and 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 prominent politicians we see the same thing happening there we just saw it recently now here's a word um, that's going to key everyone off dalton privilege there's yes. a sense of entitlement correct well when once again when nobody tells you no for so long that's right you don't think that 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 applies to you that's you, correct. you start to believe that no isn't something that you have to abide to and right. so when somebody does tell you no well you don't listen that's exactly right and and that that applies here to these meetings that applies to every avenue of our lives people who don't hear that tend to believe it yeah and, and the second part of the demographic thing about williamson county is is there's twice as many college graduates in williamson county than there is in any other county in the state of tennessee that part does surprise me mm -hmm. more so than the other yeah it's it's actually so they're more educated more prominent folks but yet we had this complete chaos and breakdown over there at the school board meeting over the debate of how to keep their children safe that's really what it was and and to just for for the audience listening this doesn't mean that this is not it has nothing to do with what they think about that right that's right it, it's you could be pro-mask or anti-mask, whatever. If you carry yourself in this way, that's where the issue comes about. Yes, it's you're, how they expressed it. You're allowed to have your own opinions here, and I think that's, that's right. great. I love it when people disagree with me because that means that you have the freedom to do that. That's you right. have the ability to think what you want to think and publicly say that you think what you want to think. That's right. That's great. I love that. But if you start punching me in the face because I disagree with you, that's where there's an issue. That's right. You violated like you said, your duty as a citizen. Correct. you got to be mm -hmm. civil in those, in those actions. A, 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 a democratic republic cannot survive without a civil society. And that's what my fear is, is watching the decline of Western civilization. Honestly, Dalton, do you know who loves this? 
chaos. Putin, China, I've, I've got Iran. A buddy, I've got a buddy who who's from Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. and he he's moving here to the U.S. soon because the things are just rough over there. I sure. mean, it, the, the 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 way of life is not easy. Right. Um. He he. You know, he loves where he's from and that kind of stuff, but he wants he just wants to get out. And he, uh, this was back during the election. He, I was just talking to this fella, and he said, "You know, America is just a third world country that's got some money." And the fact that people are saying that kind of stuff about us should really open some people's minds. It should. We don't need to be the laughing stock of the world. That's correct. Just because we don't know how to conduct ourselves. That's there's, correct. There's more to being a, a Western civilization than just having money that's you know correct. I mean, there, there's a way that we conduct ourselves there's a responsibility to con- that's when when you put your hand on your heart and say a pledge allegiance to that flag then you're, you're pledging allegiance to everything to obey the laws and and so folks this is why i'm talking about this we like i said dalton i'm so concerned about the future and i hope the people i know certain people that will be listening to this podcast will will understand what i'm trying to say but and they're probably people that don't listen to this podcast are the ones that need to hear this most but a public meeting is not the jerry springer show it is not maury it is not a press conference it is not an open forum you are you free to express yourself at these meetings if there is public comment yes you will be limited on the time so you better be prepared You'd better be ready to get your points across and 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 be prepared to to you know receive the public backlash that you might for your opinion, but but you can't just show up and it's not you know what it reminds me of Dalton it reminds me of Monday Night Raw and the Worldwide Wrestling mm. Federation. <laughs> That's funny. It's like there are heels and there are good guys, and and some people love to love the heels and the good and and it's not. Uh, it's not an athletic event. It's not. Well, that's one of the things that I, the, the past, you know, the the past year's election. Yeah. The, one of the ways I had been describing it, because it's the way it felt to me on both sides, and I'm talking about everybody here. Right. It felt like I was watching a football game. Yeah. People are just cheering for their team. Right. And if their team starts losing, they get upset and they, you know, they start flipping and burning cars in the parking lot because right. they're so mad that we yes. lost. and. It's like that's not that's not what this is at all. This that's is right. this is a whole lot different than you're you're watching a a, a football game. That, like that's it's not exactly right. It, it's it's tough that those two things can be compared. That should not be the case. And it goes for both sides. I just want to most people, as we've always talked about this show, fall in the middle. This goes for both sides: property destruction, assault, threats. None of that is acceptable. None of that is acceptable. I don't care what your political message is. Throwing a cup of coffee on the Speaker of the House. Yeah, I mean, that stuff's... Even though he's... I think that his politics are despicable, but that is completely unacceptable. Back during the election, I heard stories of people with Biden bumper stickers that got their cars keyed and with Trump signs in their yard that that had their houses spray-painted. Yeah. Neither of those things are okay. And they're equally not okay because it doesn't matter your opinion. Those things just aren't – they're just not cool. Once again, neglecting their duties as a citizen. So, Governor Bill Lee, if you're listening to the podcast, (laughs) I'm sure you probably are. Um, 
please get this rolled out and don't just teach one side. I, we hear my rights, my rights, my rights. Well, with your rights comes duties and responsibilities. What is the, the Spider-Man? With great power comes great responsibility, comes right? great responsibility. That's exactly right. Or though. it's from the Bible. It's actually my favorite Bible verse. Uh, whom who much has been given, much will be required. Much is required. So exactly. that's for those the, the Bible thumpers who are listening and don't uh, and don't think this applies to them. It does. Yeah, Maybe it, more so, it, at least from my perspective. Absolutely. Well, people ask me all the time, why can't we get good candidates to run for office? Why can't we get decent people to run for office if you look at the way our public officials are treated in a lot of cases you very can easily understand why that we have such trouble recruiting candidates these folks over in Williamson County the doctors and the nurses were went to their cars and were met by a mob and and I can't wait for you to see the clip it's all over the national news Rutherford County please don't embarrass us I know you, you're good people, all of you, you have different opinions, and that's okay. But when we start acting like... Um, people. Anarchists. Oh, okay. I thought you were going with the opposite. Yeah, right, but right. when we act like anarchists, yeah. it's really, really a bad look. It will hurt us economically, it will hurt us culturally, and it damages our reputation not only in our country but around the world. As Americans as well. You look at the um, the George Floyd's riots. Over, I guess that's been almost two years yeah, ago now. That's right. Um, a really pretty good message that the, the these people were, were were standing up for. And I that's and, right. and I think most people agree with that. I think most people agree with what happened with with George Floyd was was disgusting. Was wrong. Yeah. However. Mm-hmm. When things started coming out about about looting and, and yes. burning down businesses and all right. this kind of stuff, now there were a lot of people who could separate the two. They said, "Well, this was different and this was different," and mm-hmm. so we don't want to judge the whole group based off of what some of the people did. That's right. However, a, a vast majority of the country will not support that in any way, shape, or form because of the way a handful of people conducted themselves. That's right. And that that turns people off to your cause. When you just act like anarchists, like you said, when, yeah. when, when you just go out and just do whatever. And once again, this applies to everybody across the board, both right. sides of the aisle, because it's right. happened on both. It happens to, on both sides of the aisle. It, it's just, you, you lose credibility. You lose credibility, all credibility, right? Because if, you're not, if you can't obey the laws, if you can't follow the rules, then what does your opinion really matter? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, so I'll tell you what. The Williamson County School Board reminded me of, Dalton. It reminded me of January the 6th. Mm. That was the mindset that this crowd was in. There was rows of nurses and doctors with their mask on at this meeting that were being verbally abused, sitting there in the crowd, and they never said a word. They just sat there. They never looked at these folks. They just kept looking forward. They were there because they had something to say. The amazing part of me, one of the amazing things that I found was one of the school board members there um, counted the emails that they had received for the mask and against the mask. And it was double of of people that that were for the mask. But yet, so the minority was loud and aggressive, and they're the ones that showed up. They're the ones that don't have the majority but seem anecdotally through their own friends think that everyone thinks the same way that they do. 
which is a which is a huge problem anyway. It is. I mean, that's that that yeah. once again, most of the stuff that you're saying applies to these meetings absolutely, but just kind of applies to everything. It really, really does. I, I mean, you you get in this bubble and you think everybody agrees with you, and then the second somebody challenges you, you get upset because you don't know how to respond to that. It's what we were talking about with not being told no. If all of your friends think the same way as you, and then somebody comes along that thinks differently. You don't know how to you don't know how to process that and you get upset. Right. Um, and that goes that so many things feed into that parenting and and what you're taught in schools like you were saying and yeah. and and just your your bubble yeah. affects uh, one of the things that that my pastor likes to say is if you take the five closest people in your life and you look at those five people that's you. Yeah. Mesh all those people together and that's who and you that's are. That's who you are. You yeah. reflect that that. And so if you're doing that and then somebody comes into your bubble that looks different or acts different or has a different opinion. Or has a different opinion. They're going to get under your skin. Yeah. But we don't know how to process that because we were never taught. Right. And that's one of the things that I, you know, my parents taught me very well was not everybody's going to agree with you and that's okay. And that's okay. And and yeah. so that, you know, I think people just need to learn that. Like you're saying, maybe maybe we do teach it in the schools, but maybe we got some other places we need to teach it as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of adults that obviously could use a, you know, I wonder if they can get college credit for it. I don't know, right, but right, I would right. love to work that out if that were possible. Well, because if we don't, if we continue, if, if this spirals... And, and let me let me say this. We have really, really good people that serve on the school board here in Rutherford County. Some of them I agree with, some of them I disagree with. But I promise you this, Dalton, when they ran for office, they had no idea that during their term they would be making life or death decisions for children. Yeah, absolutely. And and so you know, one of the one of the board members here in Williamson County said this was not what I ran for school board for, you know. But really, Dalton, we shouldn't be surprised because do you know what the topic was the month before the vibe, the month before the Delta came back, and and we've had this terrible outbreak again at Williamson County at the same school board, and and you and I talked about this privately before. Do you know what the topic was there last month? I cannot remember. You're going to have to refresh my memory. The reproductive process of seahorses. That is right. We did talk about this. Yes. There was a There is a group of mothers in Williamson County that have a serious problem with the science being taught in the public schools about seahorse reproduction. And the school board members all sat there last month and... When the time for these folks to speak came, they stood up and they spoke. And they sat there politely and listened to this nonsense of these folks. I, I believe it's nonsense. They're, they're, they were concerned because in seahorses, I didn't even know this, the male gives birth. Yes, and that like, is true. That is a true fact. That is not something you're making up. That is a that real is thing a true fact. that happens. <laughs> yes, you can you can look it up and and find out that that is that is true. We, when we talked about this, God made seahorses. He said, "Hey, let's throw the purpose. humans a curve." The in seahorses, the women are stronger. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now just the geology of our planet. When God laid it out, women give birth. That's yeah. that's that's how it was laid out. Okay, now the women seahorses are stronger, so they're the ones who are fighting to protect the family uh-huh so the men give birth while the women are able to just you know fight off predators and whatnot apparently this is quite <laughs> offensive to some people in williamson county that you know there might be something 
and it is out of the ordinary. Now, here's what I noticed about what you said that I would like to praise these people for. Okay. They stood up when they were supposed to. They did. And they said it. I don't know how they said it, but the way you presented it sounded like they said it pretty politely. They may have been saying something that wasn't the smartest in the world. They did. But they did it the right but way. But they did it the right way. And, and of course, I'm sure it's very difficult to assemble a mob over the seahorse reproductive <laughs> system. Probably so. So, uh, But what we had this past time was a mob. You know, Dalton, this state... Uh, the, the the Scopes Monkey Trials. We we have a lot of new people that moved to Tennessee, and we're the state that hosted the Scopes Monkey Trials. It's been I want to say sixty seventy years ago. Did you learn about this in school? I think so. Okay. Uh, I'm 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 almost positive, but you're gonna have to. Well, it was basically about the theory of evolution. Yes, that is. I wanted was, to make sure that was correct. And but, it was yeah. teaching the theory of evolution in public school, and there were obviously religious people who had a problem with that. And so, with that one, and and this is not based of my based off of my religious beliefs, mm-hmm. but I think when when it comes to theory, right? I think you have a whole lot more. And evolution is theory. There's no sure. way to, to definitive. You can definitively prove that male seahorses give birth. Right. There's nobody who can. You literally can't argue that, or or somebody can grab a seahorse and show you right. a man giving birth. Right. That's a thing that they can do. Right. Now, with evolution, on the other hand, or with 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 any of the big scientific theory, Big Bang, all of that stuff, you can you can challenge that if sure. you so please. Especially a theory, right? Right. If Correct. there's not proof. Now. Going Facts. to trial over it may be a little much, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and I think me and you can both agree that may be taking things a little too far. Well, uh, there's a lot of speculation that all that was for show. By the way, now okay. seventy years after the fact that they were actually trying to draw in money into the community and they oh. just put this on, right? Okay. I didn't know that. But for a lot of Tennesseans, um, a lot that aren't with us anymore, of a different generation that went through this, was quite embarrassing. Uh, right. That's that's going to be my assumption on all that. I would be embarrassed if that was going on. Right. It, it goes back to that thing where you don't want to be the laughing stock. Right. We don't want Tennessee to be the laughing stock of that's the country. Exactly right. Just like we don't want America to be the laughing stock of the rest of the world. So we need to conduct ourselves right. I mean, we, we've got things that we're supposed to praise, but when people think we're a bunch of rednecks who can't have, have a civil right, right. can't yeah. have a have a civil meeting, I right. mean that. That embarrasses us. It really does, and or and it I should. and I hate to be in daddy mode. I know I sound like daddy right now, okay? And I'm not trying to be condescending to anyone, but your mother taught you how to behave. Most well, people's mothers taught them how to behave. And I would say it may not have been in a public forum like this. That's correct. But I would say you have situations in your life where you have made a fool of yourself in a way like this. Hasn't everyone? I have. I know I have, mm-hmm. and like I said, I'm sure you have too. Like That's I said, right. may not have been in a meeting, but it easily could have been. That's Somebody right. said the wrong thing or brought up the wrong thing. That could have happened to you just as easy as it happened to anyone as else. As to anyone. That's right. But the less frequently we can let these things happen to us, the better off we'll be. Yes. And let's not assemble mobs. Correct. How about that? Right. Let's, not, <laughs> let's not put together a group of people whose sole intention is disruption. Correct. They wanted what they really wanted was not their opinion to be heard, in my opinion. They, did, they were less concerned about their opinion being heard than they were about disrupting the process, just like on January the 6th. That's why it gave me that impression. And so when you disrupt the process, you're being anti American. You're, you're, you're being an anarchist. 
Oh, yeah. Well, we have checks and balances in place for a purpose. Yeah. There's a reason we have meetings in this country, whereas in other countries they don't have meetings. Right? There's a reason yeah. here in Tennessee yeah. we have these these meetings where we can vote on things for the school board. I mean, do you think in, in some of these other countries, there? do you no. think in, in China they're having they meetings don't. to figure out what's being taught in the schools? We're going to do or, what the chairman says, right? And it's done. It's and over. It's, that's right. That, like, it's locked in. It's set. That's you correct. have no say. You That's don't have correct. the ability to go to this meeting and, and even bring it up at all or even listen to the meeting. You don't even get to, to know the process of how it was decided. That's correct. But here we have those abilities. Yes. And we have those, and, and it's a system that we've trusted for 200-some-odd for years. And it's worked. And it's worked. But if we try to break it because we don't like the people who are doing it or because we don't like what the, the process or the process decided. That's right. That That's... That's anarchy, right? right That's correct. the decline of correct. Western civilization. So when President Joe Biden speaks about autocrats and authoritarians saying that democracy doesn't work anymore, this is what he's talking about, Dalton. This is what they say in Russia and China. They say, look at those crazy Americans. They'll never agree to anything. So what a perfect segue to the second thing I want to talk about real fast. How, how, how much time have we been going, Dalton? Uh, we have been, This marks the half-hour mark. Half-hour mark. Wow, we did pretty good. So I'll, I'll make this fast. <laughs> I'll make this fast. Believe it or not, we have a bipartisan infrastructure deal that has passed the United States Senate. Wow. Okay. Now, a lot of folks celebrated that, which I think is kind of silly because it still has to pass the House, right? Right. There's some indications that it may not. There may be trouble in the House over the bill that the Senate passed. But this is why the Russian. This is what gives the Russians and the Chinese credibility. The last bipartisan bill in the, to go through the Senate was about a decade ago. Mm. And so this is, gives them credibility to say, see, democracy doesn't work. So I think we should applaud that. And Tennessee will receive billions of dollars should this become law. What do you think? I mean, I think we could use it out there. If you look at the roads and bridges. Hey, I – well – Here's my biggest problem. If we get more money, we're going to have to do more road construction. And I'm really against that, but that's a whole other discussion. But, yeah, no, I agree. I, I think definitely there's some parts here. We have it pretty good here locally, here in Rutherford County, I think. Right. Our roads, there are some spots where they're rough, but for the most part, we got them pretty good. But the further out you get, the the worse things get. That's exactly right. And, and so even if you think, well, our roads look pretty good from mm -hmm. what I can see, mm -hmm. well, there's stuff that you can't see. And and. They may need some some money to get that stuff fixed because oh, yeah. there's well, a lot. I mean, so the so and that that a lot of that is just natural gravity of the way things have been. If you live out in a small rural county of Tennessee, like Bledsoe or or Grundy County, there's not many. You know, twelve thousand people live there in total, so you have very little political power to go after the money and the funding. You really have to rely on your buddies in the big city to say, "Hey, we got to help these guys out. Right, They're in right. bad shape." So there needs to be a better way to distribute that, I believe. But, you know, I'm getting in the weeds on infrastructure here, but there should be a better way. Typically, the counties that carry the governor get the money and the counties that don't, don't get the money. Hmm. Just that being make, honest yeah. with you. No, that makes sense. Yeah, that's just really how it's rolled in the past. But we do have a, an infrastructure bill that has passed, Dalton. I know you've been hearing me talk about this. We've known each other for five years now six years and you've heard me talking about this for six years and we finally have something 
But here's the bad news, Dalton. Uh-oh. It's not, it's not how we pay for it. That's not the bad news. The bad news is, is it doesn't fix the long-term problem. It's a shot in the arm of cash. It will help improve a bunch of projects, but it'll take about 10 years to spend all this money and get the projects done. And by the time we're finished with the first with the last project, it'll be time to redo the first project because it'll be 10 years old. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so there's no so once again the Senate punted, the United States Senate punted on a long-term fix for our infrastructure. And you guys listen to this podcast. You've heard me say it a million times. There are lots of different variables, electric cars, higher, uh, uh, less fuel consumption from higher efficiency gas automobiles. All of these things are driving the deficiencies to fund our infrastructure. So we kicked the can down the road on that, but we did get a shot in the arm. Dalton, you're, you have two United States senators in the state of Tennessee. How many do you think voted for this bill? I'm not going to answer that. Yeah, zero. <laughs> that, yeah, that makes sense. Even though one of the senators used to serve on the board of, of a directors from a company that will definitely financially benefit from the infrastructure bill. So, which is kind of an awkward, you would think that he would go with his people. Most people would say that he would go. And, That's true. And some people but might respect him because I was gonna he say, didn't. I was going to say there would be people who would have comments to say no matter what he did when he's in that, that situation. That, so That's exactly right. But we have all this money coming, Dalton. So you, both of your U.S. senators voted against it. Your U.S. congressman has voted against highway funding nine times in ten years. And every single representative from Rutherford County has voted against infrastructure spending when given the chance. Mm. So we're going to receive all of this money, and we're going to put it to good use, but none of our representatives voted for it. What interesting. Do you think? Isn't that interesting? That's interesting, yeah. yeah. But now if you ask all of them, they say, well, sure, I support infrastructure. They'll all say that. Of course, we have to have roads and bridges. Of course we do. Which are true statements. We do have to have those things. We do. We have to have an electrical grid. We have to have a clean water and sewage system. We have to have all of these things. Fiber. All of these things we have to have if we're going to have an economy. And but So they'll all say they're for it. But then when the chips are down, they've all voted against it. With the exception of two, only one still currently in office, and that's County Mayor Bill Ketron who was a state senator and voted in favor of the Improve Act, which was otherwise known as the gas tax, which brought money. If you wonder why New Salem Highway is being doubled in size Mm -hmm. to a four-lane, it's because of the Improve Act. Even though every single other member that represented Rutherford County voted against it. The other one was former state senator Jim Tracy from Shelbyville, who also voted in favor of the Improve Act and gave Governor Bill Haslam a win, which obviously is rare in legislative politics these days. So anyway, so just throwing that out there for everybody to think about. Now, when you see those pictures of the new highway being started and you see those politicians out there with their shovels saying, oh, I love infrastructure, check the record. Because if they're from Rutherford County, they haven't voted for any of it. So I think that should be knowledge. I think people should know that. 
and I think it, you know, should understand. Maybe they knew that the vote was going to carry anyway. The safe political thing to do was to vote no, so they make sure they get reelected. What we need are politicians who are not afraid to lose an election, Dalton. That's what we, this country needs more than anything. And that's a real. That is that may be the hardest thing in the world to accomplish. Of course it is. Uh, yeah. Well, we said yeah. we can't attract candidates now. Well, right. And I've told you this a thousand times. I'm I wouldn't want to do it. Right. I wouldn't want their jobs. Who after so listen, every, when when COVID first broke out, one of the first things I said was this is a career ender for many, many of our elected officials. Don't care what party you're from. Don't care how you handle the COVID. It's going to end your career one way or the other. And a lot of them are just pulling the plug on themselves. Hey, I'm out. Right. I've had enough. Right. Well, and, and with that, COVID has gotten so so politicized for that reason. Yes, it has. That's that's part of the reason we're in the boat that we're in with, with COVID right. being such a political ploy is because people are trying to figure out how they could still keep their job after, after it's over. Right. You know, like you said, it's a career ender. So how do I have to play my cards to stay safe. That's exactly right. And that has led to uh, basically a, a, a snowball effect with, with COVID being politicized the yeah. way it is. Well, we have politicians making medical decisions in a lot of cases, which is not good. Right. It's, it's like me trying to produce a podcast, Dalton. We'd be in real trouble, <laughs> right? So, I, you know, anyway. But, uh, but that's what we've got, Dalton, going on. These are the two topics I wanted to touch on uh, for the folks out there. And we'll... Um, just want to let you know we'll we'll be back in studio with some guests uh, week after next. Uh, but I hope you've en- folks have enjoyed this podcast, and I hope you take it to heart, people. We have to be kind to each other. We have to be good citizens. When you put your hand over your heart and say that pledge of allegiance to the flag, to the Constitution of the United States, that means you have a duty, and your duties are just as important as your rights. I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. I'll see you next week.